0: You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek.
1: Welcome to Earth Station One, a weekly podcast dedicated to all things sci-fi, fantasy, and much, much more. Sit back and relax and enjoy the show.
0: This hit goes out to you, Mr. Wick. Woke up this moment. 42
2: regular, wasn't it? Yeah. And so it begins.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I in this behind enemy line, so I got
2: Challenge him to single combat. If you will, you'll have your freedom. And when I see you, I'm gonna take what I want, so Amen. Yeah.
0: You ain't real hope. Yeah.
1: Y'all Many
0: many Get it bloody. Oh, this oh, survival, yeah, <laughs> oh. you yourself, the only way John Wick will ever have freedom you yourself, and peace
3: oh. is in death.
1: Yeah, not really. Hey there, Earth Station 1 listeners, and welcome to another episode of the Earth Station 1 podcast. That's right, folks, we are back and we. Each one of us has our Kevlar suits on, our ties, and, you know, we're ready to be able to talk all about John Wick. That's right. We're all checking into the Continental tonight, folks. We are so ready. And you know what? We got a great crew to talk all about this one. Of course, we will be spoiling the heck out of this movie. So if you haven't seen John Wick 4 yet, please, please, please go and watch it. It is awesome. It is a ton of fun. And we will be spoiling the heck out of it. So if you haven't seen it yet, folks, please check it out. Of course, my my co-host, my concierge—you could even call him Mister Mike Gordon himself.
2: Oh, I don't, I don't know if I would that that ti- I want that title. Um, <laughs> I wonder if uh, Kevlar makes like Aloha shirts because that's uh, that would suit me a little bit better than you know those uh, those nice suit jackets.
1: I don't ever think I've ever seen you in a suit and tie. So I think <laughs> I, I definitely hope Kevlar has the uh Hawaiian shirt yeah, and, otherwise and I'm, the baseball I'm cap doomed. going.
2: Otherwise I'm doomed. Oh yeah.
1: Most definitely. And we have, of course joining us Mr. Matt Smet Sweatman. Yeah. Rented lips tonight, folks. <laughs> How are you doing, Matt?
4: I'm doing great. Uh thoroughly enjoyed the movie and anxious to talk about it. Do, do you is. have your do you have your token to join us? No. Up? Oh, I don't. I didn't get the four... Oh, you're talking... Okay. Uh, they, you know, they, they had a giveaway with the popcorn. If you bought the deluxe, you got four coins. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> I didn't splurge for that.
1: The movie theater I went to was all sold out of that, which was really, you know... It's like, uh, man, see if I ever go to, you know, that movie theater ever again. Bastards.
2: You will. No, now not we that next one. next weekend. No, not, not
1: that movie theater. Because it was weird, because... You know, I only had a certain amount of time this weekend to go see a movie, oh, and sure. so I had to go to a, a different one because I had to go Sunday morning, and most of the sh- theaters I usually go to didn't have it till er- the theater till early afternoon.
2: Yeah, I get that. There's, uh, there's very few early morning showings anymore.
1: Well, and not just that, but also because of it being a three-hour runtime, they weren't, you know, going as early with it and everything so so yeah i was lucky enough to find one a theater that actually had a 10 a.m theater a showing of it and so regal cinemas you suck just saying that and if you (laughs) there goes our sponsorship but i don't care it's okay (laughs) it's okay
2: so 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 regal had the coins too they did because i went to amc and they had the coins for Mm sale i didn't inquire on how much they were or anything but
1: they did
4: they did it was it was 25 you got a large popcorn a a a, a collectible popcorn tin and and, and four collectible coins yeah gotcha gotcha
1: see that would be worth it that's worth it you know because you know they usually just charge 22 dollars just for a regular popcorn and a drink (laughs) (laughs) that was true so all right mr mike should we go start with the, the movie
2: yeah, let's uh, let's get started. As as you said, Mike, we are going to spoil the heck. And there's some big things that happen in this fourth chapter. Um, big, big, big thing. So if you haven't seen it, uh, yeah, stop now uh, because we will be spoiling it as of right now. Because yeah, it looks like this one is the last one. <laughs> <laughs> this is the last John Wick chapter, or is it? So. Um, let's talk about the box office. We kind of mentioned that a lot of people had seen it. Um, this one did insanely well at the box office. Um last week we talked about Shazam underperforming, and uh we one you know, there were a lot of reasons for that. Well, one of the reasons was suggested that, you know, the box office still is recovering from COVID. Well, that's not the case this weekend because John Wick 4 almost made double. Over the weekend that any of the previous John Wick chapters have made this thus far, um, the production budget was just a little bit under Shazams at a hundred hundred million, uh, but it did so much better um, and for an r-rated movie, one that's like three hours almost, that's crazy good um so uh that's uh it's amazing to me uh to see that it grows seventy three point five million in the United States of Canada. And worldwide total of 137.5 million, which, you know, we'll see what happens next week when uh, Dungeons and Dragons comes out and maybe takes up the premium theaters. Um, But uh, I think without anything else after that, I think this one looks like it could stay around for a little while anyway in the theaters. Um, So, and the pre-orders on Apple Plus or Apple TV are insanely huge too it's the number one movie that people are ordering and it's not even out yet so there is a demand to see this movie um i'm not sure exactly why that is we talked about john wick as a saga as a franchise about a year ago um and you know there were a lot of and answer questions i don't think any of us thought that we were going to see the end of it this soon but of course there's all these spinoffs happening and everything like that we can get into that later but as far as this movie goes itself Matt, what was your, what's your history with John Wick, and what were your expectations going into this movie? Well, I had not uh, been a big John Wick fan.
4: In general, I'm not a big action movie guy. But uh, by the time the third one came out, I had my A-list membership. It was the big release that week. I said, well, I need to watch these first two. By that point, it had a reputation of being a very good series. And so I streamed the first two, and I was instantly hooked. Uh, the story was great. The world building was outstanding, and besides which, I don't think I've ever seen better fight choreography in a movie, bar none. Uh, but they managed to up up the uh, the fight the fight uh, choreography in the third one, and it continued the excellent. And uh, of course, and when the fourth one came out, by that time I was hooked, and I was I had to see it that first weekend.
2: Yeah, yeah. I this is the first one I've seen in the theater, um, and uh, and rightly so. I don't regret that at all. Um, I think it's definitely theater, Dolby theater. That's what, that's the especially theater I saw it in. Um, And it was great experience. So I definitely recommend people see it on the big screen if they can. Uh, Mike, what were your expectations going into this? Did you think uh, this is like just another one or did you think, uh, what did you think? Were you excited? Oh, I
1: was very excited. You know, like you, I came to the, the series very late and, you know, We This, like you, this was the first one I had actually gone into the theater and seen. I had missed the first two at the theaters and everyone was like raving about it, raving about it. And, you know, oh, you know, you know, don't kill the dog. Don't kill the dog. That's, you know, it was very interesting to watch it finally and saying, okay, I'm going to sit down and watch this. And then, you know, when number three came out. I probably had seen the first two like within the first week or two before it before it came out but I just couldn't get to the theater and I knew it wasn't on our schedule to review at the time. And right, so right. liking the first two I watched the third and was real pumped especially the way the third one ended with you know he was like you know he had gotten shot off the roof And, you know, (laughs) and he was rescued by Lawrence Fishburne's character. And, you know, it was a perfect setup for number four. It was like, I just thought, oh, all hell's going to break loose. And I was excited for it. You know, for me, watching a John Wick movie is like watching a video game, you know, like a first shooter, you know, video game. And they played on so many tropes on that, especially in this movie and sure. we're going to talk about it and it was it was it exceeded expectations completely and it was a ton of fun to be able to watch it and to be able to enjoy it in the theater with a tub of popcorn and you know being there like a little kid on a on a sunday morning watching
2: i uh yeah like you i came to it late saw it on streaming or however hb whatever it was on um, but I got caught up quick um saw the third one. I don't think i yeah, I know I didn't see it in the theater. I don't know how quickly I saw it once it was run, unavailable, but I saw it, and uh that one one I was kind of weak on i didn't uh i didn't there's a big chunk of it with the Halle Berry part that I just didn't it i didn't get invested in at all um and I thought it was just kind of overbloated um so I was worried because we all heard that this was three hours, you know, and specifically I had heard that the first two hours are kind of dull. And then the last hour is like the (laughs) best action you've ever seen. So, uh, so while I was watching it, I was like, I don't know what movie those guys saw (laughs) because the first hour and a half flew by so fast for me. Now maybe on a rewatch, maybe some parts seem a little slower than others, but I really enjoyed and was invested in every, you know. And to me, it just built up and built up and built up. And then finally, when he ends up in Paris, I mean, yeah, let's I mean, that is that is a history cinema history making. Third act, <laughs> mm-hmm. I think, um, I, I yeah, they definitely saved the best for last. Uh, I think because, man, I think people are going to be talking about this choreography and this and it feels like you know i mean look i don't go into this thinking it's going to be that deep or anything like that but i really like the action pieces uh the plot is is okay it gives a reason whatever um and the cast i love the cast piano is amazing in it uh not just in the fourth one in the whole series and the other folks that are in all the other ones too lawrence fishburne ian mcshane lance reddick rest in peace they are they are outstanding. It's good to see them all again and they always when they bring in new characters, they bring in really cool actors as well. So I, I really enjoy watching this. The look, the feel, the sound of these movies are just really well done. I don't think anybody's doing action movies as better as good as this now. Um Matt, what did you think of this one in particular? When you came out of the theater, what what struck you? What, was you, what were your thoughts? Did it satisfy you? Absolutely
4: it did. I um, I couldn't uh, believe they managed to top the previous movies, but they absolutely did. Um, pr- it, it did have a little bit of setup. They had to set up a little bit of the plot, but once they had the scene where he had to get out of the uh, hotel in uh, Osaka in Japan, mm-hmm. it was pretty much no holds barred from that point on. Everything <laughs> was just, I mean, th- there was very little chance for a breath and, and it just built. And, they had so many other characters who held their own as far as the action with Keanu Reeves. In particular, the character of Kane, which is played by an actor who apparently is big in, um, in, uh, the Asian market. Yeah, in Danny action M. movies. Yeah. Yes. And, uh. And he was absolutely amazing. In fact, in some ways I think I liked his character better than John Wick. <laughs> uh, to, to bring in a character like that to hold their own with John Wick is just it's just incredible. And uh, I loved every bit of it.
2: Yeah. Uh Mike, I think we know, but did you did you this was satisfying Oh for you? god, yeah. It
1: was awesome. The characterizations like Matt was like saying were just awesome. Ian McShane was the Ian mcshane he's been in all the <laughs> films and you know he's he's so sly and he's so cool but he also so conniving at the same time. And you know he has always like always like an undertow to it. He did the same thing on American Gods when he played Odin or Mr. Mm-hmm. Wednesday and it's it, it's just the same it's very cool and I just loved his character in this and like Matt was saying the character of Kane was just awesome. He was he was honorable, he was he was conflicted throughout the whole movie because John was his friend and but he the table had a something over him which was his daughter. And right. it right. was really really well well done and I just thought, you know, his character, you know, I was like trying to figure out how can, you know, how can they go through this? You know, and then the character of Mr. Nobody and he was awesome. I was, I was walking out of there going, who was he? What, you know, was he just another assassin or was he more to it? You know, I could see there being a spinoff with him you know yeah mm-hmm. well they plan on such a, i mean he, they've
2: opened the door for tons of spinoffs
1: oh yeah we'll talk about that and i figured it sure. towards the end and everything yeah but it was so well done these characters were awesome and let me ask you because i was the only person in my theater that stayed to the very end for that final yeah scene.
2: no there was a few of us that stayed
1: yeah because yeah. not a lot no one stayed and I think you got a, a pretty good payoff of what's to count.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. yes and no. Um and and you know, well this is I think a big thing that we have to talk about right away. John Wick dies at the end of this movie. Um I didn't expect it. Uh I didn't believe it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when 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 now uh and I think a lot of us at the end of the the, after the credits roll, we're thinking there would be some sort of scene to hint that he's not really dead.
1: That he's drinking in a cafe um, and Alfred sees him over in the exactly. corner. Exactly,
2: <laughs> or that, you know, that, uh, yeah, he's not dead yet. Um, uh, Matt, what did you feel like? Did you feel like the death scene was earned? Did you feel like, or how did you feel about it? Did you feel like he's really dead? I think they're keeping their options open. I mean, we... I
4: think there's enough wiggle room if they want to say he didn't really die or he faked his death or something. I think there's some wiggle room there. Um, I mean, Keanu Reeves is roughly our age. Uh, This kind of role has got to start to wear on you at some point.
2: Oh, man. And and he does most of his own stunts, too.
4: Yeah. So I, I have to imagine. I mean, I've already seen reports that the studio really wants him back. They want him to do more John Wick. Um, it's just a question of whether the, uh, creative personnel in Keanu wants to go through that again, but I think they've got a nice four movie package. If they want to say, this is volume one of the John wick story. And if they want to expand this universe in other ways, they can go that around as well and still continue to, to milk the cash cow, so to speak.
2: Mm -hmm. What'd you think? Uh, what'd you think of him dying, Mike? I didn't see him
1: die. I never saw a dead body. You saw him on the <laughs> stairs, but in, he's just napping. You know, he's just uh, napping. He was just, you know, he he, you know, he faded. Let's just say. But yeah. it's also a perfect way to end it because it could be that he died and he got the gravestone, you know, beloved husband, and it was what he wanted and he could be out there still but now everyone thinks he's dead and i think that could work i really think that could work because yeah i've heard that both him and the director saying that's it for quite some time you know he doesn't he they want to walk away from the character for a bit but the heads of Folks at Lionsgate, of course, are going, uh, ah, no, 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 no. No, <laughs> no, no. You no. <laughs> just
2: made as you just made so much money, right? Like Exactly. Um, no. But Keanu's pulling that thing. We saw Daniel Craig do it in the James Bond franchise. We saw Harrison Ford do it with Star Wars. They're like, I'll come back, but only if you kill off the character, right? Like that seems to be now a trend, I think. Um, and uh which makes me really scared about the new Indiana Jones movie. <laughs> uh but um Uh you know, so I think Keanu has said in interviews that include spoilers that yes, they they thought that the only reason to make this one was if you if he dies at the end. And uh and I think they I like the way they did it. Um if he is truly dead, um but But he's getting much better. He's getting much better. In this day and age, (laughs) I just don't know if I trust that kind of thing. It didn't really do much it didn't do enough. As you said, Matt, it, I think they left it so they could keep their options open. And I think that I felt like it was, was a bit more of a cheat. Like, eh, be, decide one way or another. Like, if you're going to do that, they'd do that. Because, on, you know, with and we'll talk about it later. But with the spinoffs, they're going to be prequels. And Keanu's going to be back in some form to help out with those. But as far as his story, it's done. Um, knowing that. Is that do you think that this was a suitable finale for uh Keanu Reeves and John Wick as a character?
4: I think so. I mean, you have to remember not only are these um four movies, they're four movies that happen pretty much one right after the other. Um, when has he had? I mean, he's got to be tired. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I mean, all these scenes back to back to back to back. Um, so, yeah, I I think I I have I've refrained from buying these in physical media because I kind of want to wait toward the definitive box set. Mm. And I think with the box set that it will inevitably come with the four movies, I think I'll be ready to splurge and buy the 4K4 movie box set.
2: Yeah. Uh, Mike, what do you think? Is this a sort of fitting finale?
1: Oh, I think it was a great finale. You know, it's the same way if... Four is a good number for him. Four is, you know, a great ending. I think if they, he was released from his debt to the table. He got, um, Kane, he was released from his debt to the table. So basically, he, every, he got what he wanted out of it. And, you know, if he dies, so be it. And I think it's a fitting end for the character. It reminded me, and I was thinking about this while we were I was watching the movie. It's almost like the Blues Brothers police car in the Blues Brothers movie. It got the Blues <laughs> Brothers to where they needed to go. And then when they got to Daily Plaza at the very end of the movie, as soon as they get out of it, the car falls apart. That was John Wick. <laughs> you know, Literally. And I think it it would be a fitting end for the series. And he went out as a hero. He went out, you know, doing what he set out to do. And I think.
2: Mm, Did he though? Because the the table, the table's still there. Everything, everything is, is pretty much as it was when.
1: Yeah, but he, he destroyed certain people that he wanted to. They're just going to put more people there. Well, that's what exactly where I was going with it. The table will never be destroyed. Even if they, he destroys the elders, somebody else will step in their place. And, you know, it, it was a fruitless cause. And I think he finally realized that halfway through this movie.
2: Yeah. I, I wish we had come, I wish we had seen him come to that definitive conclusion, but uh, because I do think that was, they tried to make that clear in this, like you, because they said a number of times, like, you can kill him, but someone else is just going to pop up in their place. Like, mm-hmm. it just doesn't matter. Like, it's futile what you're doing. It's and like Hydra, cut
1: off one head, another will pop up.
2: He's like, I'm, I want to kill them all. And so he doesn't do that. Uh, although he does save a couple of people. So that's a good thing. Um, and, uh, you know, and he gives, uh, uh, Winston his, uh, his hotel back. And everybody seems to be relatively happy. Although there were a lot of casualties on the way. A lot of people that were close to John are dead. Uh, So, and then, you know, you got to think that this all happened because he was grieving his wife and, you know, and, and and some random people killed his dog, which were very, very, very under the table, under the carpet, (laughs) under the (laughs) cellar, like people (laughs) in the organization, right? These, like the people who killed his dog were like not, even close to being on on any level of it of of impact, so he really took it up the chain. But I did like right from the beginning. Uh, someone just asked on social media. They said, "What do you think is the uh, one of the like best character entrances uh, that we've seen in movies?" And of course, there's a lot of brilliant ones. But I have to give them credit. Like seeing Keanu Reeves, seeing John Wick in a black suit uh, on a horse uh in the desert, uh gun guns blazing. I don't know if it gets much better than that. <laughs> I mean that's a great entrance.
1: I don't I don't disagree with that at all.
2: <laughs> I mean it made no sense, but it was still cool. Like and that's what a lot of these movies are, right? You give them you give them a pass because it just looks so cool. Uh Matt, what were your favorite what some were your favorite set pieces within the movie? well the the finale
4: or leading to the duel that whole scene on the stairs to mm. climb up the stairs the well, maybe if I had to fault the movie for one thing that rolling down the stairs looked a little exaggerated and continued a little too long <laughs> actually it, it the, the crowd that I saw it in they actually chuckled at that scene when he kept rolling down the stairs,
2: yeah, I mean, um, the fact that he ends up in the right night like, the back bend at the bottom. I think is comical. But, I think that was intentional, but yeah, I mean it did, you know. Ooh, that's that's rough.
4: Yeah. And of course when Kane joined them at the bottom of the stairs for the second go around and and Kane was going to help them get there, that was again, I I said before Kane I think's my favorite new character in this and and mm-hmm. just that was an amazing scene with Kane. And then and then the uh uh, I guess they called him Nobody or the the assassin guy, the the sharp Nobody. The, nobody. Yeah. Uh, he he got involved in his uh in, in the person that he is a support animal for, or the dog he's support animal <laughs> for, also participated <laughs> very very purposefully in that. Uh, I I love that, and I love the way they set up his turn in that John Wick saved his dog, saved his partner. Mm-hmm. And that that basically he earned goodwill with the other assassin after him, and gained another ally for the end. And I really love the way they set that up.
2: Yeah, apparently it was uh, saving that dog was worth forty million dollars. Yep, yep, because yep. <laughs> he gave yeah. up forty million dollars right there. Because um, to John, it would have just been another kill. <laughs> like really, <laughs> like uh, the tracker. Um, I don't know. Have we seen trackers before? Because they sort of acted like we knew what those were. But I didn't really. uh, Yeah, I didn't really know. There's a lot of things, as you pointed out, Matt, that the world building here and it's just they just assume we know things. And I kind of like that. They don't have to spend a lot of time with exposition, like explaining how this works or whatever. It's just like, here it is if you understand it, cool. You can think about it if you want to, but we're just going to go ahead and do some more action if you don't mind, right?
1: It's all about the action anyway, so.
2: I I think from the minute he gets off the boat uh, in Paris and has to make it to the church is the most exciting chase, whatever you want to call it, sequence uh, that I've ever seen in a movie. Oh, that fight I mean, scene
1: inside, outside of the Arc de Triomphe was just amazing. Yeah, it and the people with getting the, hit the,
2: and everything. It starts with, uh, it starts with them fighting in the street, and that quickly goes to uh, that arch there, um, and he's driving against traffic, <laughs> <laughs> which is always nerve-wracking when I see someone do that um and then of course it's accentuated by all the other action that's going on there uh from that to the uh piece in the chateau where they're using the dragon fire guns uh and the way it's shot beautifully mm-hmm. as you said mike from like a video game because it's we see it from all from above
1: mm-hmm. oh it was that it was, was such just... a it was such taken from a video game The looking down at the scene and seeing into the various rooms and seeing even the people who attacked him, you know, still living, crawling away and then, you know, and trying to get away and him following them and then shooting them in the head or something. It was just like, that was just awesome.
2: I I do appreciate that. And this is established right in the first movie, but John doesn't take anything for granted. He always has a headshot for anybody. Like, just... He's like, I don't want to, I don't want you to get back up and, and get me from behind. So he always finishes him off with a, uh, gunshot to the head. Um, and then after the dragon fire stuff, so cool. I could have watched that sequence for like two hours. Like mm-hmm. I was just like, this is so badass. Uh, those yeah. guns are awesome and they exist. They're like, I looked it up afterwards. They, they, those are the real things. Uh, that's scary. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean I think they're taken to an extreme here, but still there's a like, you know. But uh and then of course the as you pointed out, Mike, then it ends with the stairs. Uh and that that is just it's it's insane. Uh it's kind of monotonous, but it it still works. Um and I yeah, it, it's just one of those things that I think this whole that whole like chase scene in Paris. I think it's going to be talked about for a long time. And it's going to be hard to top that.
1: It kind of reminded um, me of the TV show daredevil and some of the fight scenes that they had, like in the hallway and mm-hmm. stuff. And I think this notched it up by a hundred times, but it's like, I could see the basis of it in this. And mm-hmm. I, I was like thinking the whole time with Kane, it was like daredevil right there, you know? and, mm-hmm. How, you know, he doesn't have the heightened senses like Matt Murdock does, but he uses his blindness to his advantage. Like in that scene, that fight scene at the hotel in the kitchen, he was putting the the door sensors. And so the doorbells would go off so he would know exactly where these people were. It was just brilliant.
2: Yeah, I thought they were going to use that a little bit more. Once he did it the first time, I thought, oh, we we're going to see that a little bit more, but we never saw it again. But I want to echo something uh, since you mentioned uh, Kane and Donnie Yen, I want to mention something that yeah, uh, making out this movie, yes, I mean Keanu is a star, but Donnie Yen, I think, will be this will make him like I, he's had a lot of opportunities to to be like more well known in this in this country. He's done a lot behind the scenes. He does a lot of he works out as a fight choreographer for a lot of movies, video games, et cetera, et cetera. His resume is insanely impressive. Oh, yeah. Uh, and I think most people might know him from the series of uh, IP man uh, movies uh, that uh, he stars in. Um, and he's like I said, he's done a few American movies here and there, but they've been smaller roles. And I don't think they were obviously they weren't enough to catapult him to stardom. But this movie, him his, his, him in this is just uh, amazing. His performance, the fact that you never question that he's blind. Like, certainly you have to suspend your disbelief a little bit, but the way he acts, he's never quite looking at his target. He's never quite, mm-hmm. like, he's moving, he's, he never quite moves his head like, I I can see. Instead, you know, it's pretty obvious that he can't. And yet he still can fight like a mother. (laughs) Oh, God. Well, he held that sword in a lot
4: of the fights. He held it. It was almost like he used it to gauge things that were around him the way he held it. mm -hmm. And I I think that was a, a very effective way to kind of show him feeling his environment or sensing where everything was.
2: Yeah. Good point. Good point. And as Mike said, I mean, it, a little bit is like, you know, comes from daredevil. Uh, like, you know, I mean, I don't think he has a, the, the, quite the superpower ability, but you know, it's almost superpower ish just like mm-hmm. it's ish that Keanu or John can take so many. I mean, he gets beat up in this movie so many times and, I'm just like, there's no way I would ever get up from that. And yet he gets up and starts doing it again. Uh, Oh my
1: God. When he took off his jacket and his vest when he was (laughs) at the church and hearing all the bullets coming off of the Kevlar, it was just awesome. And it was just, uh, I think he gets hit by a car
2: like 10 times.
1: Oh, yeah. And he gets up from it
2: (laughs) every single time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he falls down like a hundred stairs, like twice. Uh, and yeah, I mean, he falls off a building. <laughs> he falls off a building <laughs> out the window onto a, a onto van. a minivan. And boom, purposely. Onto, onto a minivan. Purposely.
1: Someone didn't throw <laughs> him. He
2: jumped. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's true. That's true. Uh, I mean, he gets whooped in this one and I can, yeah, I think at the end of it, there is a sense that he's like, I'm, I'm over this. I'm tired of this. I don't know if it's the actor coming across in the character, but I really felt like by the time, you know, because I wondered how they were going to resolve it. How, how do we get Keanu and Winston not dead, but how also do we save like Payne and his daughter? Like that, that, that was a no win scenario. And yet they found a way cleverly. I thought to make that a win scenario. The fact I did not catch it that he did not fire. Did you guys catch that? You probably yeah. did. Yeah. I, I think I saw that. I saw that. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't notice that he didn't fire. Uh, so, uh, so I'm, I would have been dead just like the, the, uh, the jerk there, the uh, who I, uh, who I, uh, I have to say, I thought, um, Bill Skarsgård, who played the bad guy there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I thought he was really, yeah, the marquee. I thought mm-hmm. he was really, uh, Outstanding as a villain too. He was one of those guys that unfortunately doesn't choose to fight his own fight. And so I, I usually don't like villains like that, but I thought he was really effective at uh at being sly and 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 villainous. Uh and I don't think I'd seen him in much before, so What'd you guys think of the bad guy? What'd you guys think of Bill Skarsgård? And then we have a few others there. Uh Anybody else in particular that you, that you thought was effective as a bad guy?
4: Uh There was the one in the, in the uh, club who played a uh, five draw, five card draw with them. Oh, right. Uh, right. Mm-hmm. He, they, he, he has the one who would like um, had a, uh, he was supposed to. Uh, he was supposed to kill for to get uh, his credentials back from the family and and rush the Russian family.
2: Mm-hmm. Um,
4: so he was interesting because he surprisingly he did show that he could fight when pressed. Yeah, um, but he was sleazy and he was just he, he just he he just oozed just you know I just you you it's one you were very happy to see go when he got uh, and I thought he was going to pull out the whole
2: grill the whole front. Oh, I thought, I thought so, too. I thought so, too. <laughs> I thought so, too. I thought it was all attached. Yeah, I yeah. thought it was just like,
1: oh, it's like, oh, crap. It was interesting, that whole scene, though, because, you know, people were just, like, at the rave, and they were dancing, and there was those waterfalls, and people were, like, just... They must have been really stoned out of their frippin' gore because they weren't noticing that people were getting the crap beat out of them or people were getting shot. And they kept on just dancing and everything until the big bad guy finally died, and then yeah. everyone started running out of there. It was it, just was like, the,
4: it was it was. the ecstasy, I think. Yeah, it had to be.
1: It had I don't know. I,
2: I, I've never I've been, to been to a, a couple raves, dragon.
1: I've been to a couple DragonCon parties, but nothing like that, you know. And everything, but yeah, it's it was just it was it was done so beautifully. It felt something again, right out of a video game, especially when because that that mob boss was like looked like something right out of Street Fighter or you know Mm. Mortal Kombat type. No, not Mortal. I also got a Street Fighter from him. Yeah, very much so. Very, yeah. very much so speaking of and,
2: Daredevil, I also got a kingpin vibe out of him, and uh, mm-hmm. um, and he
1: was very he was very nimble with some of the fighting with the kicking and you know stuff yeah. like that and I was just Well, Scott Atkins,
2: if you look at him, he's not that big he was wearing a fat suit, so oh of course uh so i mean that that helped a lot in terms of his movement and everything, but uh yeah, I thought he was pretty uh he was pretty good as a foil just for a little while. it was kind of a side quest there. But mm-hmm. I allow it because it was interesting. Um, mm-hmm. You know, if the if it went through with a lot of side quests that weren't going to go anywhere that and they weren't interesting, then I would say, like, why are you making this three hours? Because you could have cut the German stuff easily from the plot. Um, but it, it was fun. And knowing that this is going to be Keanu's last outing as John Wick, at least for a while, you can't even allow it even more. It's like, OK, we'll, we'll give you another hour worth of stuff just because... We're, we're going to miss you, <laughs> right?
1: True. Very, very true. But yeah, um, it was, but it was interesting and I, I didn't mind it. And, you know, him getting the family back, another was another closing piece for him.
4: Yeah, well, it was it was all part of Winston's machinations, and I think it was brilliant the way Winston. Oh, I'm getting my hotel back. I'm getting re, uh, reinstated in the table. Is like, oh, I'll, I just I think it was brilliant the way he set all that whole situation up. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah,
1: and the family had to play pay for it, and let's not leave out uh, Clancy Brown. You know, uh, oh, I love yes.
2: I always love seeing Clancy Brown. When he when
1: he first showed up at the hotel at the very beginning, it was just like, "Oh, this is good. This is going to be good." And I thought he was going to be something even bigger than he was. But I loved how subtle his character was in this.
2: What's uh what's really cool about this is that uh, the uh, the director of this, uh, Chad Stahowski, I think is his name Stahowski, um he is right now assigned uh associated with the new Highlander reboot and you know obviously he's now worked with Clancy Brown so and Donnie Yen Donnie Yen is actually in one of the Highlander movies as well not a good oh, that's one. Awesome. so that's oh, not a I, fo- I feel sorry for him for that yeah. but but uh anyway um so yeah that could be kind of fun to deal with too but uh anyway um i must say uh, especially due to current events, uh, seeing uh, Charon, the concierge get killed mm-hmm. right in the beginning was hard. Yeah, I had a moment first when two times first when we saw him first on the screen,
4: and then when I when they when he we got shot, I said, "Oh!" And it, it did bring. I don't want to demean the real life death by saying it brought it it brought more feeling to the scene, but the scene reminded you just that we didn't just lose a character. Far more importantly, we lost a really great actor. Yeah, yeah. And, very and, much so. And, uh, and, yeah, that those scenes hit hard. Those scenes hit yeah,
2: hard. I mean, even though he was, you know, in the grand scheme of things, he was a concierge, he wasn't really a main character, I think uh, Lance Reddick brought so much to this franchise in that role. Um, and, uh, uh, yeah, I was, I think I would have been upset to see him die without knowing that the actor has passed away because I just liked him so much. Yeah. Um, so that, that was rough. Um, he was but, such a good
1: character anyway, throughout the whole series.
2: Yeah. yeah. Um, we haven't even talked about Sonata, uh, the manager of the Osaka Continental Hotel, always amazing to see him in something uh him and his daughter what did you think of the uh osaka hotel sequences uh mike i'm going to start with you this time
1: oh
2: damn (laughs)
1: okay no i thought those scenes were beautiful it was very stylized i thought it was extremely extremely done well i love it through like the first half of the battle Kane was just sitting there drinking a a bowl of foe of you know and eating the noodles <laughs> and it was it was just it was just awesome and you know the the fight sequences and you know the bad guys you know and then the daughter was she was great she was pretty darn awesome and some of the the battle scenes especially when they were in the museum part of the hotel reminded me of the last movie yeah, there was a
2: very similar vibe there, but it looked like they were in the same kind of thing. I think that would have been nice if they had switched that up a bit.
1: Mm-hmm, exactly. and
2: But I think it was also a definite callback. There's a lot of callbacks in this movie to the previous three.
1: Mm-hmm. I knew the father wasn't going to survive. You know, that was, you know, it was pretty obvious right there. You know, if you're John Wick's friend, you have a target on <laughs> your forehead, basically. So, yeah, it was it was interesting and the 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 choreography in this for all the fight scenes were just amazing and there was not one it wasn't the same intensity of what came later but it's still it was exciting to see and it was fun you know seeing everything and that's you know that's when i realized oh wait They've got bulletproof suits, you know, because everyone was just, you know, and that's why he was going for the headshots and everything. And then I remember from the last movie, the soldiers had the like the whole body armor and the face masks and having and John was having to shoot him underneath the masks and everything.
2: Right, right. Yeah, he had to get up really close. Mm -hmm. uh, in order to, uh, unless he was using their gun. I love to, you know, that little attention to detail where he runs out of ammo and he picks up another guy's gun and he starts using that. So, you know, it it seems like, uh, I mean, they do take liberties with how much ammo he has, obviously. And sometimes it seems like that there's that gun's never going to run out until it's convenient to the plot, but, uh, or convenient to the fight scene choreography, but it, it works. It's, it's a lot of fun. And, yeah, we've kind of seen that stuff before, but I, I still was intrigued um, watching Kano do all that. I mean, I'm, man, I'm amazed that he can do that at that, that age. Mm. I'm, I'm just like, yeah. I mean, he's about he's about our age, right? I mean, oh, I yeah. can't do half that. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even think about doing any exactly. of that. <laughs> exactly, exactly, exactly. And he's in how much
1: better shape than the three of us combined.
2: Without a, doubt, without a doubt. So uh, so regarding this movie, as we mentioned, uh, we all like it. Um, and it sounds like we all like it a lot. Um, there's, It's been announced, and we talked about this last year when we did our uh, franchise review of the whole thing. There's going to be a series that's released with Ian McShane called The Continental, which is going to be a prequel series. Um, I don't know if... Uh, Lance was supposed to be in that or not? I don't uh, from know. From what I was I
1: reading know. earlier today about it, is it's supposed to be about how the Continental in New York, um, how the how he got his start there, and the concierge. Gotcha. It's supposed to be played by younger actors, but they both are both have filmed scenes for the you know Ian McShane and our friend who passed away. Um, both of mm-hmm. film scenes for that series. It's only a three-part yeah. mini series from what I've heard. Gotcha. So, mm-hmm. so it's not going to be like an ongoing series. And then they announced today um the new series that is coming out. A
2: TV series? Yes. Yeah. Wow, uh, I actually, didn't know. The... No, not a TV heard... series.
1: It's it's a new movie that's coming out 2024.
2: Yeah, a couple days ago, they announced that, uh, that there was going to be a spin off movie with, uh, Anna, De- Anna De Armas, um, who was great in, uh, speaking of James Bond in, uh, and Daniel Craig in the last Daniel Craig James Bond movie. She was one of the most outstanding parts.
3: Mm-hmm. Um,
2: so we know that she can physically, you know, fight and be, you know, an action hero. Um, she's playing a character from, uh, the second movie, I believe, the ballerina.
1: The ballerina. She was, she was not.
2: She was not cast as that. She wasn't. She didn't play that in the in the in the second movie. But she, they're going to recast her, and she's going to play that character.
1: Well, ba- well, basically, it's going to be she's a student of the same program that John went through with the Romanians, and right. so and so it's going to be a real interesting story to follow her from that on. And yeah, we're going to get that next year in summer 2024
2: there's also been a lot of press now about you know is the torch going to be passed to Donnie Yen to continue this are we going to see more Kane Uh, obviously the scene at the end of the movie uh, after the credits uh, could go either way whether or not Kane's going to be around Uh, what do you guys think do you guys want to see Kane more Kane do you want to see that Uh, or do you think like "Ah, no he should die I think it'd be a great spinoff I think uh, his character has so much
4: charisma, so much humor built in, so much style, and Donnie Yen just is an amazing actor. I think it would be a slam dunk if they did a spinoff with him.
1: I agree completely and kept it in the world of John Wick because they've built such a universe around it. And, you know, all the different continentals around the world, all the organization involved with the table and have his character maybe not going up against the table or such, but working around it, I think would be mm. kind of cool to see. Because there's tons of different underworlds that tie into it. But, you know, and his character could be somebody I would follow in a series of movies.
2: The – uh last but certainly not least as far as this goes uh this chapter 4 looks like it's going to be the last chapter as we mentioned for John Wick uh and I guess we'll close with this uh Matt do you want to see John Wick again do you want to see Keanu play John Wick again or are you is this satisfying this this as it is like like don't don't ruin it let's just keep it as it is
4: I think it's a nice way to end I would be afraid that the the desire to keep topping the previous one will become harder and harder. And if we ever had a a John Wick movie, which let us down, I think would diminish the franchise a bit. So I, I'm okay if they end it right here. I think as much as I love the movie and as much as I love some ideas of the spinoff, I think Keanu Reeves is John Wick. If they want to end that right here, I'll, I'll support that.
2: Okay. Okay. Uh Mike, we know that uh, Keanu likes the number 4. He did 4 of these. He did 4 Matrix movies. He's got one more Bill & Ted to do, I guess, to, to make that 4. Um do you think he's done with John Wick or do you do you want to see him again?
1: Um let's give John Wick a little bit of a break. I think Keanu needs it. <laughs> he's earned a rest. I, he has <laughs> definitely earned the rest. This has been the some of the busiest couple months of his life. You know, cuz like we've said earlier all these movies are within a certain time frame. They're not years apart. They're, you know, within probably just a couple months at the most. And so it's, it's just real interesting to see. Do I think he is, you know, going to be back? Maybe in a cameo or maybe as an older, like, sensei type thing, you know, or training a younger person? but i don't think he will be back as a john, in a john wick 5 type movie i don't mm. i don't want to see it i really don't i think and cuz they're going to compare it to this one what are they going to have a 6 hour movie of you know or <laughs> you know or something like that no i don't think so and you know and originally this was a 4 hour cut of a movie you know there was a, a 4 hour version of this and so you know they edited it down, folks. So there was even more world world building and everything. Coming to so.
2: streaming, we're, yep. gonna see the, uh, we're gonna see the we're gonna see the the uh, longer cut of the movie, right? Release the Stas cut, right? Yeah. Like uh, no. Um, <laughs> I uh, I agree with both of you. If they want to end it here, I think it wraps it up quite nicely. I'm curious to see where they go with this franchise. I'm on board. Whatever they want to do, I'm. I'm I'm on board. I know you know. If it seems to be that they're watering down the product, then I'll deal with that as it happens. But as far as right now, you've got my attention. Uh, whatever you, whatever spinoffs you want to do. Um, when I was watching, um, there's a series I like on 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 YouTube. Grace does a, a a show called Beyond the Trailer, and she talks about releases and everything like that. And she brought up the fact that you know. Like, what's John Wick left to do? What's he going to do now? Is he going to just fight his way through hell? And I was like, I would totally buy that movie. Like, I would totally, like, I would watch John Wick. I mean, it'd be kind of a Constantine type of, type of thing too, crossover maybe. But if they if the next movie, John Wick 5, was John Wick in hell, I would, I would be there opening day.
1: Bill and Ted already <laughs> did it, dude. No, come
2: on. <laughs> yeah, he's already been through that. He's yeah, already he's already been, already been there. So you're saying saying the Keanu Reeves
4: Constantine movie is actually in the same universe and is after this is what you're suggesting.
2: Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Why not? Why not? Why not? Uh, Well, very cool. Thanks, gentlemen. Uh, This is a great movie. Had a lot of fun with this. Uh, This was, you know, sorry, uh, Zach, but this blue Shazam, Fear the Gods, Out of the Water. It's one of the best movies I've seen this year. It's going to be hard to beat this movie in terms of action ever. Um, but uh, it's been fun talking to you guys with it. And we're going to be right back. Um, with uh, We're going to close out the show. That's what Yeah, we're going we to are do.
1: closing the sucker. Hi,
3: this is Ashley Pauls with this week's Box office buzz. I feel like the past couple weeks have been frantic with getting ready for a con, going to the con, recovering from a con, which if you're a regular Comic Con attendee, you know how that feels like, but I'm excited for things to be returning to normal and to head back to the movies And we've got one of the movies I've been most excited about ever since I saw the trailer, which is Dungeons and Dragons Honor Among Thieves. I was both excited and nervous for this movie because I could see it becoming like a really surprisingly fun an entertaining hit, but I could also see it flopping and bombing really hard. So, kind of nervous to check out the reviews for it, but it looks like it's getting pretty good reception, hovering around 90% on Rotten Tomatoes, which I think, honestly, is great. And just from what I'm hearing about it, it does sound like it's a lot of fun, a good time, even if you're not super familiar with Dungeons & Dragons. I have played some D&D, but I don't consider myself a overwhelming expert in it, but I think this is going to be a fun movie just for people who like fantasy. Great cast and always love seeing Chris Pine on the big screen, so I'm really looking forward to seeing it. Lots to catch up on the small screen as well. We are now into The Mandalorian Season 3. Really curious to see where this season goes. I feel like it's not necessarily grabbing me As much as the second season. But I feel like that could be one where. Once we've seen the whole story. We'll be able to evaluate it as a complete arc. And that's it for this week's box office buzz. If you're looking for more entertainment related content. Be sure to check out my blog over on the ESO podcast website.
2: If you were a monster kid growing up. If you enjoyed Saturday mornings watching monster movie matinee. Or staying up all night watching the midnight feature then Monster Attack is the podcast for you. We not only look at classic old monster movies, we share our experience growing up as a monster kid. Join us every Monday for Monster Attack. Hey
0: everybody, Michelle here with an iconic Rock Talk Show moment. Joni Mitchell has been having a resurgence moment in her long and legendary (laughs) career for the past few months. Uh, Some recent news about her. Cameron Crowe is developing a film uh, based on her life and his experience as a Jenny Mitchell fan. And she has received yet another honor, one of countless honors she's received over the years. Uh, This is the Library of Congress Gershwin Prize for Popular Song, which is a very exclusive award. There was a tribute performance and she was able to take part alongside James Taylor, Brandi Carlisle LaDisi, Annie Lennox, Cindy Lauper, Marcus Mumford, Solis, Herbie Hancock, and a bunch of other folks. Uh, it must have been a very special night, and it will be broadcast on PBS this coming Friday night, the 31st. And speaking of honors and awards, it was really great to see Duran Duran get into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame this past November, but it was a really sad moment when they had to announce that Andy Taylor could not be there because of his advanced prostate cancer. So it's it's really nice to see that they have announced that they will have a new album coming out later this year. Uh, they said it will feature some cover songs and, in their words, some friends old and new. And among those old friends, Andy Taylor will be playing guitar on a few tracks. Very nice to see. And they just don't go away, folks. Queen and Adam Lambert will be taking to the concert stage in an American tour later this year, uh, September and October, I think. Um, Have not seen the prices yet. They said there will not be a presale and they will be working uh, to counteract scalping. Roger Taylor says he's shocked by ticket prices and that they want to keep prices low. Um, This is a guy that was selling a a symbol pendant necklace on on the Queen merchandise site for $400, but we won't talk about that. Uh, So if you have never seen Queen in concert, you owe it to yourself to go if you can. Highly recommended. Tickets go on sale this Friday. This has been the Iconic Rock Talk Show Moment, and we'll catch you next time.
1: And this is going to wrap up with another episode of the earth station one podcast. Want to thank everyone for joining us tonight, Matt. Thanks for being here with us tonight and talking about a little, you know, gun show in Paris. It was pretty awesome.
4: Thank you very much for having me. I enjoyed it.
1: Anything you want to shout out about sir?
4: Uh, well, yeah. Um, if anybody here is a fan of the monkeys, my wife does a podcast on here, uh, monkeying around, um, and, um, again, a bit of a, I mean, I may be obviously hyping it here, but, uh, uh, she does a great job with it, her and Charles and, and, uh, Veronica. Um, and I would just recommend people check that out.
1: It's a very good podcast and I'm happy to be the executive producer on that show. So it's even better, you know, got to check in on the yes. kids and I think they're knocking it out of the ballpark. And I love how Elaine has taken to podcasting, which is pretty cool too.
4: Yeah. So now you're you're a podcast
1: widow. It's a widower. (laughs) So so it's pretty awesome. And Mr. Mike, we made it through another one, sir.
2: We did. And as always, it's my pleasure. Anything you want to shout out about, sir? Yeah, I just want to give an update to people who've been following uh, the story with uh, one of our cats, Hero. Who uh, in October of last year was diagnosed with FIP, which uh, a lot of feel, a lot of vets say will be is a terminal disease. But I got wind of new treatment uh, that is being uh, available um, uh, for and to, uh, to to help him out, and uh, he responded really well to the treatment. Um, we watched him. Uh, he was on the medication for like I think twelve weeks. And then after he was off the medication, we had a period of 12 weeks where we were supposed to watch him and see if it recurred. And, uh, that period is now over. So he's been declared as cured from FIP. Oh, that's so, awesome. Oh, for, for a disease that most, uh, vets and, and most people think is uh, terminal, uh, there is hope for FIP cats. Um, it's not hugely common, but it does happen a lot more than it should. And unfortunately, the stuff that you need to address this stuff to treat your cats uh, with FIP is not commercially available. But there's a group of people called the FIP Warriors that are online. They're on Facebook. Uh, Seek them out if you need to seek me out and I will point you in their direction because they are doing a fine thing. They are helping save lives. Uh, And uh, I don't think there's anything that, you know is a greater calling than that. So, uh, you know, we just talked about a guy who's taking lives really well, but, uh, the FIP warriors save lives and, uh, they, I, I owe them a debt of gratitude, uh, because, uh, Hero is a very special cat to us and, uh, as they all are. Um, but, um, uh, he he's been through a lot but he is he is looking good and uh it's all because uh FIP warriors so thank that you that is awesome that is awesome that's great news great yep. news
1: um my shout out real quick is to the Sandy Springs Theater we actually went on Saturday to go see their production of Spamalot that's right Monty Python Spamalot for two weeks and it was a fun engagement it was an amazing amazing production the folks who did it tied it into a very good play a very great musical which i've seen now 5 times and i think this is up there with seeing it on broadway it was that it was that fun and i really enjoy it so if you ever get a chance go see local theater folks it's always great to do and if you get a bunch of great friends to go with you it's even better there were 12 of us who went and were. and we had a blast and it was even better because we got to go to papas and beer afterwards you know which is always one of our favorite mexican places to go get stuff You know, we should get them for sponsoring some sometime. You know, (laughs) we talk about them so much between this South Carolina Comic Con and, you know, all the other experiences we've gone with it. You know, I definitely think, you know, they could pay us with food. I think we'd be quite happy with that. So if anyone has a connection there, please point them our way. We definitely would love to do that. Okay, folks, I just wanted to say thank you, as always, for listening to the Air Station One podcast. Remember, we couldn't do this without you. If you want to support the podcast, please check out our Tee Public store and check out the brand new Darren t-shirt that we have. Wonder Warrior lives. Every t-shirt we sell from Wonder Warrior, and we have actually sold a few of them already this past weekend. We uh, actually, everything there goes to charity. So for any of the Wonder Warrior t-shirts, it's definitely worth it. It's Darren's favorite charity that he, you know, cared a ton about. And we definitely will, you know, continue that with him for him and everything. And there's a ton of other good ESO swag there. So check it out. Also, remember, if you want to listen to our show before the rest of the world, why not join the ESO Network Patreon? For as little as a dollar a month, you can help support us here at Earth Station One. Just check it out at www.patreon.com slash ESO network. We also want to hear from you, so please write us anytime at feedback at one.com. Remember, you could also find Earth Station One wherever fine podcasts are found. And now Earth Station One can be found in video format up on YouTube. Please like and subscribe, like and subscribe, like and subscribe, click down below, and also hit the bell so you can know when we have our new videos out since we're coming to you now twice a week, and I ca you know we have a great show coming for the next episode, folks, you're gonna love that one so on behalf of myself, Mike Faber, of course, Mr. Mike Gordon, and of course Mr. Matt Swetman, thank you for listening as always. please hug your loved ones, have some fun, and remember out there, folks never hurt john wick's dog never never ever ever see you next time peace and we are done you've been listening to the air station one podcast a show by fans for fans if you enjoyed the show please subscribe to our show up on itunes or wherever fine podcasts are found while you're up there please rate us and remember to leave feedback it would greatly be appreciated and remember to tell your friends all about us while you're at it